Nation on the ground reporting. News are the topic. Yeah! Here we are, your main man reporting from Jam Jam. And 16,000 kilocycles FM and 1,000 megahertz on the ground. Yeah! Wow, it's hot here in the Love Shack. You're listening to WGXC Acre. Hudson Catskill. Wednesday, June 15th. Tune in to all sorts of creative community voices on the air at 90.7 FM, including all sorts of live shows, including at 11 a.m. Mayuka Fujina is live from the WGXC Acre studio with her Mirage Station show. Then we head down Route 23 to Catskill at noon after the local news for the Dazzled Radio Hour. Two hours broadcast live from Main Street in Catskill from Spike's Record Rack, the record store that Spike Priggan owns and hosts his radio show in. At 4 p.m., we're live from Acre with the WGXC Afternoon Show. At 7 p.m., we're live from New York City with the Off the Hook Show from the 2600 Hacker Collective. Uh, simulcast on WBAI in New York and on WGXC in the Hudson Valley. 8 p.m., we're heading to Hudson with Peter McPartland and Anya Kanovskaya and Rock and Roll High School. At 10 p.m., we're live from Ulster County with Jeff Economy and Snack Point Charlie. And then at midnight, we're live again from Ulster County with Peter Aaron and his Go Go Kitty show, simulcast from Radio Kingston and also heard on WGXC until 2 a.m. on 90.7 FM. WGXC underwriting support is provided in part by SunCommon, supporting vibrant communities across New York for over 15 years, offering custom solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses. Information at suncommon.com. WaveFarms WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Delmar Wellness Center of Alicia, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Greene and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxc.org donate and designating an amount of your choosing. Thank you for your support. One speeding ticket, Columbia County. Columbia County, everybody gets speeding tickets. How else do they pay for the roads to get plowed in the winter?
Welcome to Dim the Lights. Oh, hi. Hi. Sorry. You know what I just realized? I was playing WGXC at the same time. <laughs> now I can't find the window, so it's still playing for me. There it is. You know what? You know what? <laughs> no worries. Tonight, tonight, we are a little bit off of our A game, and that is okay. I thought that that sound was coming from inside my headphones. It did too. It was I very fully, confusing. I fully believed that it was my broken headphones, and I was like, it's cool, Amanda. We're just going to act like the show. <laughs> we're just gonna keep on going like where nothing's wrong and no one's gonna know you're losing your marbles (laughs) I just played a little (laughs) scary prank on you and I'm so sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) all right well you are listening to dim the lights with Jenny and Amanda a twice monthly show where Amanda and Jenny talk about movies each episode we pick a theme and then we discuss movies around that theme that we watch separately. And then we surprise each other with what we watch during the weeks in between our shows. But before we get into our theme for tonight, we're going to tell you a little bit about what's playing in the local theaters. Uh, Jenny, do you want to start? I would love to start. I'm going to tell you about what's coming up at the Crandall, which is the theater over in Chatham. Uh, so we have quite a few movies that are all coming soon. So this is a great time to check their website at crandalltheater.org. Uh, but let me just give you a little bit of a list of what's coming up. So we have The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, The Rose Maker, Hello Bookstore, Petite Mama, The Northman, Hit the Road, Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. Crimes of the Future, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, The Biggest Little Farm, and Bitterbrush. Those are all coming up in the next uh, two or three weeks. So check those out over in uh, Chatham. Lovely. I'm going to tell everybody about what's playing at the Wyndham Theater in Wyndham, New York. We have uh, Jurassic World. I don't know what this its subtitle is called. World Domination. It's Dominion. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The brand new Jurassic World, World Dominion. (laughs) And the Bob's Burgers movie and Top Gun Maverick. And that is at the Wyndham Theater. And you can find out more at W-I-N-D-H-A-M theater.com. Moving back over the river, I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Spotlight Cinemas in Hudson, which is the one on Fairview, the Fairview 8. Uh, So they have, and these are the movies starting this weekend, uh, Lightyear, the Bob's Burgers movie, Downton Abbey, A New Era, Top Gun Maverick, Jurassic World Dominion, <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, The Bad Guys, and you can still see Sonic the Hedgehog too. It's not too late. <laughs> it's still there for you if you oh, haven't gotten goodness. around to that one yet. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to tell everybody about what's playing at the Greenville Drive-In, otherwise known as Drive-In 32, off of Route 32. Um So Friday, June 17th and Saturday, June 18th, we have Desperately Seeking Susan. And you can find out more about the other entertainment during the weekend and showtimes and all at drivein32.com. And finally, I'm going to take you to, or actually, maybe this isn't the final, maybe this isn't the final one. I'm just, this is the next thing. I'm going to tell you. the next one. (laughs) It's just the next one. I just got all excited. I'm going to tell you about what's playing at Upstate at their two locations. Uh, One is in Rhinebeck and that one has Who We Are, A Chronicle of Racism in America, Tara Fahm with director Courtney Stevens, a special showing, Brian and Charles, Cha Cha Real Smooth, Crimes of the Future, 
Benediction, Aquila and the Bee, and Babe. And you can find those showtimes at upstatefilms.org. And then let me also tell you about what's playing at the Upstate location in Saugerties. That one has Bob's, uh, sorry, the Bob's Burgers movie uh, with Meet the Artists. So that's a special event if you're interested in that. Uh, RRR, which I will be talking about a little bit later. (laughs) 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 Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, Just a regular showing of the Bob's Burgers movie. (laughs) Arthur Miller's A View from the Bridge. Top Gun Maverick, David Harris Skylight, and a movie called Elvis. Nice, nice. All right. I my last movie theater that I'm going to tell you guys about is the Highway Drive-In in Kaksaki. So the weekend of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, June 17th, 18th, 19th, we have on screen one Jurassic World and Top Gun Maverick. Screen two, we have Lightyear and Doctor Strange. Screen three, we have Top Gun Maverick and Jurassic World. And then screen four, we have The Bad Guys and The Bob's Burgers Movie. You can find out more at highwaydrivin.com. That's H-I-W-A-Y drivin.com. Highway Drivin. Mm. Ah, lots of movies out there right now. It's summer blockbuster time. I know, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, is, that, is that all our theaters? I think so. That's everything I have. That's right. everything on my list. Yeah, exactly. It's everything <laughs> on mine too. I'm like I said, I'm a little. It's a funny day today. Misaligned tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you want to tell us? I haven't watched anything new. I know you watched a new thing that bleeds right into our, uh, or shall I say, oozes, oozes. right into <laughs> our theme. But do you want to tell us about the new movie that you watched that is not on our theme tonight? Yes, I do. (laughs) I've watched very few movies over the last three weeks since we were last on the air. It's maybe two. I've watched maybe two movies in that time, which is not that many Um, off theme ones, I should say. Uh, But one of them is a movie that's playing at Upstate this weekend. And I think I'm probably going to go see it, even though I just watched it last week. Uh, It's a movie... Called RRR. And I feel like I keep telling people about it, and I don't think I'm expressing clearly how much fun I had watching it because I'm like, I want everybody to see this movie with me. Yeah. Um, but it's on Netflix if you can't make it over to Upstate this weekend. It is a Hindi movie. So it's three hours long. Uh-huh. Um, but it is a movie about these two, it takes place in the 1920s in Delhi, India. And it's, is about the story of like these two young men, like revolutionaries who become the best of friends to overthrow the British colonizers. (laughs) But it's so much more than that. It's so much fun. It's just like the most fun I've had watching a movie in so long. Um, I really can't recommend it enough. I feel like there's probably a lot of stuff going on there that I don't understand from like a propaganda perspective maybe totally totally there's always stuff that you miss culturally if you're not from the country where the movie's coming from usually. totally but that being said I like had just an incredible time I think about it all the time since I watched it two weeks ago <laughs> yes. uh, I saw today that it was playing at Upstate on Saturday and I was like I guess I know what I'm doing on Saturday because it is there three hours long so it is a commitment yeah um, but it was just like it's so much fun just as like a little taste of the kind of energy that it's bringing there's a scene where somebody is killed and there's a blood spatter that hits a mural on a wall 
and the wall and the blood spatter lands on top of the part of the mural that says the sun never sets on the British Empire. Oh <laughs> wow. Is incredible. <laughs> wow. Yes. It's really fun. It's a very it's like a pretty gross movie. I was I was trying to decide whether to recommend it to my parents or not while I was at home this weekend. And I was like, might be a little too bloody for you, but it is just like it's out of control fun. Uh, it's a real excellent contender in the dudes rock genre that we've gently touched on before you know our yeah. movies are just about dudes rocking <laughs> just dudes just dudes rocking out yeah oh my gosh <laughs> wow um all the extra details you've given me tonight as opposed to at work when we <laughs> when you told me about it originally have really got me excited yeah it's really I like the blood splat the blood spatter <laughs> I know I should have I realized when we were talking about before that I should have led with the blood spatter and that's on me <laughs> No, it's okay. I mean, it's three hours long. There's probably so much in it that it might, it, I bet it's a little overwhelming to know There's where a lot. to begin. There's a lot. It's just set piece after set piece, but it's just incredibly fun. And I was so glad um, to see, like, I just saw people talking about how fun it was a couple months ago on like, you know, the internet and then it was on Netflix. So I decided to watch it and I was so glad. But part of me was like, man, I wish I was seeing this in the theater because it is so crazy. And it would be so fun to watch this with like an enthusiastic crowd. Yeah. Um, so that will hopefully be what I receive. Although famously upstate, kind of I a know, sleepy, kind of sleepy crowd. You could get a very <laughs> sleepy or very confused crowd. It's true. Gosh. It's like my hometown Millerton movie house. Yes. Where it's. It's a wonderful movie theater, but I'm without a doubt going to be behind old people who are like, is this the trailer or is this the movie? Yeah. Why? <laughs> who is that guy? <laughs> Wait, what are we, what's happening right now? Asking, just asking all the questions. Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, I have nothing new to talk about. So I'm going to just ask you to go right into talking about the other new thing you saw, all right. which is on our theme. I can do that. Do you want to, do you want to, do you want to just give a little, a taste of what the theme is? Do you want to tell the people? I was just going to ask you the same thing. Do we reveal? Okay. I I'm, so. Yeah, I think so too. So <laughs> in honor of his return to the big screen tonight, we're talking wonderful master of the macabre. I know that's not what they call him, but <laughs> I think they actually do call him the Baron of blood. Ooh. Uh, David Cronenberg. Mr. Cronenberg. Director David, Canadian director David Cronenberg, <laughs> who has had a wonderful long career. Um, and he is most famous for making what is referred to as body horror films. Um, and his new one is very much that Crimes of the Future. Uh, and Jenny, you saw it. You want to tell us it. about how Crimes of the Future is before we get into the other Cronenberg movies that we watched for this episode? I would love to. I'm not going to um, do too much detail because it is a brand new movie just released. Uh, but yes, as you heard, it's called Crimes of the Future, which when I kept seeing it on marquees, I assumed that that was like the Harry Potter movie that just came out because that was also like a crimes movie, I think, Crimes of Somebody, <laughs> or maybe that was Secret, I don't know. <laughs> I got confused. There was, was a like, crimes one, now there's a secrets one. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> But so I was like, why is there, why is Harry Potter Crimes of the Future playing it upstate? <laughs> <laughs> it's David Cronenberg's Crimes. I think you mean Fantastic Beasts, be- <laughs> Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of the Future. 
I think that that would be a really fun movie. Fantastic beats. Fantastic beats. These beats are just so fantastic and they're committing so many future crimes. Oh man. Uh, But Crimes of the Future uh, just came out fresh. I went to go see it because I do have an appreciation for David Cronenberg and also I knew Kristen Stewart was in it and that was a draw for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about a performance artist played by Viggo Mortensen who this takes place in the future as you may have guessed from the title Uh, and in the future people do not have pain receptors and they also we have eliminated communicable diseases Uh, so people can just operate on themselves for fun just for the pleasure of it and so (laughs) Viggo Mortensen plays a performance artist who his body keeps growing new organs and as part of his art practice he and his art partner played by Lea Seydoux uh, perform surgeries on his body to remove the extra organs and that is their art and people come and watch them do it and it's a little horny for them also. (laughs) Wow so similar to other things that Cronenberg has done other stories that he's told (laughs) absolutely and I will say when I was watching it during the actual watching of the movie I was not super sold on it because it feels very arty in a way which Mm. is like I mean that is also the content of it it is like takes place in the art world basically um but to me it felt like a little too art forward I guess just tonally almost it's kind of I'm kind of having a hard time describing exactly how I felt but was it trying to make a point about the art world in like kind of an annoying way I don't think so like it didn't it didn't rub me the wrong way that way it was more just like I was like this movie's kind of boring and I wish it was more (laughs) exciting (laughs) that way it was like an art movie you know capital a art movie not Uh like not a movie about art (laughs) um And so, but the more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, no, I appreciate what he's doing there. Uh, And something that's interesting about it, having just watched another older Cronenberg movie, is that because he is making similar content-based movies in, like, this year of 2022, um, the special effects can be a lot more, like, smooth, I guess. Like, there is a lot of um his kind of gross body um sculptures which you love to see from you know like just gross devices that people use that are like funny and kind of bulbous and wet yeah yeah. (laughs) very like squishy lots of squishy sounds yeah but there's also a lot of like very um graphic like surgery scenes which I don't think you really get as I mean you definitely get some of that in his older movies but this is very much like I am watching somebody cut a body open and it is mm-hmm. not cutting away because we have the technology for you to cut open a body you and can watch, to just watch it yeah yeah <laughs> um crimes so of I the future crimes of the future and I feel I feel of two minds about that because in some ways it's like pretty exciting to watch something that gross mm-hmm. uh, but in other ways I was kind of like this could be more artful and it's but like not not capital a artful the other kind of artful yeah this exactly. could be done it could be, be more interesting this could be done in a more interesting way so I found you know I feel I think that crimes of the future is definitely worth watching there's parts of it that I found very fun um the performances are are very weird and I like that about it yeah uh and visually it's like it all was 
filmed in Greece, I believe. So like they're this the location is very strange and like the um the I don't know, it's just it it's got it's it has a very interesting feel to it that initially I was not into, but over time I'm becoming more like, oh no, crimes of the futures, all right. I could get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're into like organs and squishy stuff and art, I guess. <laughs> Check it out. I mean, I will probably go entirely for the organs and squishy stuff and my general love of David Cronenberg. Yeah. Like, I know that he's made not great movies. You know, he's definitely like so few directors are like he's he's made plenty of movies that are not that fun to watch. When you're you're making movies for like 50 years, like a bunch of them are going to come out kind of bad. And that's okay. And then a bunch of them are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so I didn't actually get a chance to watch it for the show, unfortunately, but I wanted to watch, you know, he hasn't, he has a movie from 1970 called crimes of the future. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. He just took a title <laughs> from it. Cause I thought that it was a remake of his own movie. And then my friend was like, no, no, no. It's an entirely different plot. That's it's so just weird. the same title. He's such a I weird mean, man. Well, the, um, the synopsis online says his original Crimes of the Future from 1970. Uh, the mad dermatologist Antoine Rouge disappears after a catastrophic disease is caused by cosmetic products. Tripod, the sometime director of the clinic, searches for his mentor desperately. Does that ring a bell at all? No, <laughs> not at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> wow, that's fascinating. He's like, mm, great title, but I wasted it in the 70s. It's time to do it again. It's, tri- it's time. I'm going to bring it back. There's more crimes. <laughs> I'm really curious about what is up with that. If he at, if he thinks about it in the same world at all. Yeah. I know. I'm like, of, is know, that the thing sick? that like knocked out all illnesses? Like, was that like the final illness? And that was maybe it's a prequel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to know. Deberg. I want to know. What up? What up, Deberg? <laughs> um yeah but anyway that's kind of the future uh I would love to hear what you watched oh okay I only watched two one I loved the other one I think was really cool but I was also so sleepy yeah (laughs) um but I'm going to start with the one I watched first the one that I loved the most both of the movies that I watched are both adaptations of books the first one is and I tried to watch Cronenberg movies I've never seen before so there's Mm -hmm. so many that I love so many that we've already talked about here I know I've talked about The Brood before which is one of my favorite movies yes it's a really early Cronenberg um but I had never seen 1996 Crash Mm -hmm. um and I it's based on a J.G. Ballard novel of the same name from 1973 and it stars James Spader, Deborah Kara Unger, Elias Cotius, and Holly Hunter, and Rosanna Arquette. Um, and it's about a, uh, a guy that gets into a bad car accident one day, and um, there, there on after, he kind of finds himself in this community of people who fetishize car crashes and who like to insert themselves in situations of extreme danger to get it off (laughs) (laughs) um and I thought it was really fun this movie I I did not know did not know that it was considered in its time quite so controversial but Mm. once watching it I was like oh yeah that makes sense because 
I think there are more sex scenes than not sex scenes. Whoa. Okay, Crash. I think it's <laughs> mostly sex scenes. That's great. Wild. <laughs> um, in that way, like it is actually kind of boring. Like I loved it because I thought it was one long, silly, silly joke. Yeah. Um, but it is the same thing for most of the movie which is just people getting really randy about car crashes (laughs) so fun (laughs) it's so fun and the like freaks that james spader's character um whose name i think in the movie is ballard yeah his his name is james ballard (laughs) drag him um and he and his very sexy wife who i recognized as the um like the blonde love interest from the game Mm, you know mm-hmm. I love yes, that movie of course <laughs> um so they already have a, a very hypersexual open marriage and then it just gets and she already is like turned on by really <laughs> uh what the general public would think of as inappropriate things um uh dangerous things <laughs> <laughs> and uh so they um yeah they both get really uh really into hanging out with all these freaky people who are into this and so most of the movie is just scene after scene of yeah people uh performing sex acts that have to do with automobile wrecks um or extreme automobile danger or bodily harm um or thinking about it (laughs) um but there uh there is something about the melodrama of it, especially the way the characters interact that actually felt very humorous, like totally. kind of like Lynchian humor, the very <laughs> serious way everyone interacts. Um, and the fact that, you know, like a lot of uh, surrealist movies, of course, it takes place in a world where no one really, no one quite questions this as much as they maybe should. Be yeah, doing. totally. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I thought Crash was really fun. Yeah, it was, it was not, um, it was more conceptually body horrific than actually, like, not body horror in the same way that the brood is or the mm-hmm. fly is or even dead ringers. Um, but, uh, it was, you know, it's, it's, it is horrific in many ways, but it's mostly funny. Yes. I think he has a great sense of humor. Like you can really tell like when he watches, he really like understands the, uh, the punchline. Yeah. He's really great at, uh, at just having a little comedy in those movies. I think that's partially why they're so fun because they are so gross. And like, I think if they were too serious, it wouldn't be quite so fun to watch. It'd be like a little snuff filmy, but because it's like, he has this real levity just with I mean like with some seriousness of course yeah like I think he has a really good sense of um the combination of the two yeah I think you have to if if you're gonna make movies like that yeah the so the very first scene or the not the very first scene but the first crash and crash Mm -hmm. when James Spader James Ballard um crashes his car he he has a head-on collision with another car and um it's a husband and wife in the other car and the husband dies in the crash. He flies through James Spader's windshield. Whoa. And then he looks into the car that he's just hit. And it's Holly Hunter's character who they later have a relationship, but she, they meet eyes and she rips open her top and pulls out her boob. Yes. 
It's, it's incredible. That's so good. It's so funny. I mean, it's horrific, but it's so funny. Yeah, totally. Um, it's an incredible reaction. It's I know. Like, I was laughing so much. It was yes. so wild. Like, because the, because it's just the situations are so ridiculous and the totally. way all these truly incredible actors are. Uh, I mean, just the horniness is so over the top. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. So excessive that you can't not laugh, you know? Totally. Um, I almost wanted to tell tell you about the final scene, but I feel like I shouldn't if you didn't watch it for the show. I didn't watch it. I I want to see it, but also if you I mean, I can take it if you want to spoil it. I don't know. You know what? I think I'm gonna wait, but uh I do highly recommend Crash to all of our listeners who are interested in in seeing something that's very explicit and rated NC-17. Yeah. <laughs> it's R-rated and I think rated R and NC-17, like when it was released, depending mm. on where in the country. Um, but it's a naughty, naughty movie. Um, and is it's it, really fun. Is it streaming somewhere? So... I actually found it on archive.org. So mm. it's not like really. <laughs> I mean, it's an archive. It's the archive. So archive. you have to go to watch it. You have to venture off into the internet. Yeah. Um, off of the streaming websites. That makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, think he'd, I think he'd want us to. I think he'd want that for us. I think so too. I think so too. Um. Yeah. And so that's, that's crash. I'm so glad that I finally watched it. Yes, dude. Uh, Jenny, tell me about something that you watched. So I sadly only watched one other movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched crimes of the future and then I watched a movie that I've never seen, but have been meaning to for years, both because you told me that I would like it. And because it just, it does interest me. <laughs> I finally watched dead ringers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and confirmed. I loved it. It's so good. <laughs> It's so good. It's so I even good. said to my partner while we were watching Crash, I was like, I hope Jenny watches Dead Ringers for our show. You got me. I mean, you have my numbers so completely. You really understand me. I'm just relieved every time though. I'm still like, oh good. Thank goodness. So let me tell you about Dead Ringers. If you Please. like me, hadn't seen it before. It is a movie from 1988 and it is about two brothers they are twins guess what they're also gynecologists both of them <laughs> both of them <laughs> it's so fun they're also both played by jeremy irons it's a lot this is like a very jeremy irons heavy movie which as a jeremy irons fan worked great for me <laughs> i think if you were not into him it probably wouldn't work for you you gotta spend a lot of time with him in that <laughs> it's really just jeremy irons talking to jeremy irons <laughs> um <laughs> But it is so delightful. It is one of those movies where like it starts out with, okay, it's these two boys, Elliot and Beverly, who, uh, you know, you get to see them as children first and they're kind of weird. And then you get to see them in medical school and they're still kind of weird. And then you get to see them (laughs) as adults and they're extremely weird. (laughs) But they're both um, extremely intelligent, extremely good at surgery. Uh, They decide to go all the way up through medical school to become gynecologists and they both open a private practice together they live in the same apartment together and they also 
do some very shady business with women when, for example, the one of the twins who's like a little more outgoing, his name is Elliot. They're both Jeremy Irons, just don't forget. <laughs> uh, Elliot is a little bit more outgoing. He's a little more social um, and a little more aggressive. And he will like seduce women and take them home and have sex with them. And then he will say, hey, Beverly, my younger, or I mean, same age, they're twins. <laughs> weaker, <laughs> weaker, a little gentler, more sensitive brother. Now you go have sex with her, but don't tell her that we're two different people. And it's- yeah very gross yeah very of course of course <laughs> um and so it's really about the two of them uh and their relationship with each other and their relationship with this woman who they do that to uh and then she finds out and uh her continuing relationship with one of them and what that does to the twins and their relationship with each other which I must say deteriorates and things do not go well it's sure um, oh. <laughs> Things go so, so bad for them. Uh, but it's just so fun. I love obsessive relationships, as you do too. We both, that is yeah. the thing that we both really love in movies. Um, and the way that they are so close to each other is just so compelling to me. And Jeremy Irons is such a like magnetic uh, actor. Like, it's so fun to watch him talk to himself. <laughs> have like such an in-depth relationship with himself totally and it like took me a second to kind of figure out which one was which um because he he actually does do a quite a good job of playing them in like in quite different ways until they sort of start to blur into each other because they feel like they feel the same things all the time uh and one of them says to the other at one point he's like nothing ever happens to you until you tell me about it (laughs) It's like, that is just what (laughs) they're like. And I just love it so much. It's so good. It's so so good. I haven't rewatched it in a really long time, but obviously what I remember and what most people remember is one of the twins. um, I, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but Mm -hmm. one of the twins, um, his mental, his, um, uh, foothold his, his yes. strong mental foothold starts to slip yes and he starts to believe that um in his patients he is seeing mutant uteruses yes and, and that so, is Beverly yeah and so he creates um specialized tools medical tools for these mutant uteruses yes. and they look like totally nuts man <laughs> tools are terrifying they're like very scary organic shapes in like torture device form like they're very like I mean they're so David Cronenberg they're all like um a little bulbous like a little too rounded a little Louis Bourgeois but also very pointy yeah like yeah yeah, very much like the spider you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) very horrible and yeah he uh so Beverly, who's like the kind of meeker brother, he was also the one who kind of like carried the two of them through their schooling and their research because he's like the slightly more intellectual one mm-hmm. um, where his brother is more outgoing and more sociable. Uh, and so he uh, begins to believe that this relationship with this woman is going badly. And so he, yeah, he like slides into a deep depression 
and really starts to lose it. And he goes to a metallurgist who's an artist and is like, hey, I have these designs. Can you make them for me? And the guy's like, oh, this is like a really cool art project. And he's like, it's not art. They're for my surgeries. (laughs) It's like very, very awful, very horrible. (laughs) It's so fun. Um, A thing that I also noticed immediately because it happens really early in this movie uh, is one of the brothers, I can't remember which one, um, says to this woman, sorry, I also should have clarified this woman who they start to have a relationship with is also one of their patients, of course, because mm-hmm. that's of how course. it starts for them. If you're going to have it be creepy, <laughs> have it be creepy. <laughs> have it be creepy. Um, and so he is talking to her very early on while she, like examining her. Uh, and he mentions an inner beauty contest where it's like, we should be talking about inner beauty instead of outer beauty because he's complimenting um, her organs, uh-huh. <laughs> her reproductive organs. Uh-huh. Uh, and that is a concept which he fleshes out literally uh, and uh, metaphorically in Crimes of the Future. There is an <gasps> inner beauty pageant in Crimes of the Future. And I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> he's wow. like, let me just like pluck that one and make it full. <laughs> wow. <laughs> which I thought was very fun. It's kind of <laughs> sweet because like, David Cronenberg I haven't seen uh, Cosmopolis and then there's another one called Maps to the Stars I think was like the most other recent one but obviously the other really great ones he did before those even more recent ones were Eastern Promises Mm -hmm. and History of Violence so he really took a break from body horror for like a good long while and just focused on crime thrillers and whatever those other ones yeah (laughs) so it's cool that he's coming back to body horror and also like "Mm, let me let me bring these concepts that I love yeah back with me fun actually hearing you talk about the comedy of crash because that kind of reminded me actually how funny crimes of the future is like it is definitely has like it's a little arty for me visually but um the performances are so weird and like they're pretty funny like Kristen Stewart's performance is insane (laughs) I think it's like very comedic uh and yeah also everybody is like way too horny uh, in a way that is very funny to watch. Uh, Delightful. Uh, yeah. And Dead Ringers also extremely horny, less funny, but just yeah. like weird, really weird in a way that I found extremely compelling. Oh, <laughs> Loved yeah. It's it so much. So gross and creepy. Um, it is based like very loosely mm-hmm. on a true story about a real pair of twin gynecologists in New York City who were found dead together. And they, people don't really know what happened, but mm-hmm. one of them was definitely addicted to anesthesia like the one in the movie like yeah (laughs) I just I just went down that wikipedia hole like 10 minutes before we started I was like oh my god I know I know Stuart (laughs) and Cyril Marcus were the twins yeah um fascinating fascinating absolutely fascinating twins Twins. so sorry if you're listening and you're a twin (laughs) yeah it's not a um, flattering portrayal of twins (laughs) but it is so interesting to me I loved it it really like shot to the top of my fave Cronenbergs I think yeah I'm so glad I figured it would and I'm really due for a rewatch because that one I remember loving very very much I do have it here in my home yeah so I want to do you want to rewatch it? Cause it is, it's real good and creepy, man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and also just like, so fun, like just very fun to watch. Yeah. Very like visually thrilling. Like it has uh, the iconic uh, red operating gowns yeah. that you may have seen images of before. Yeah. So it's got good. a real slickness to it in that way. Yeah. Like it's fun. Um, oh, wow. What a pleasure. Yeah. It's funny. And totally when you were talking about crimes of the future and then saying how, 
people just get, um, you know, turned on by surgery. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's such a, that's so much like crash. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this guy uh, has themes. <laughs> this guy, he came back and he was like, I'm going to revisit some good stuff. It worked yeah. once. It'll work again. And, and he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's simply not wrong. Um, uh, okay. I'll tell you about the other movie that I watched, which I watched last night. And I, I, I think there was a couple things, um, holding me back from really fully enjoying it. I was, got really sleepy and it's another adaptation book adaptation. And I've never read the book and I think, or any of this author's books, I watched, um, naked lunch from 1991, uh, based off of the novel of the same name by William S. Burroughs. Um, it stars Peter Weller, Judy Davis, Ian Holm and Roy Scheider great cast it is another movie that looked really good and was um yucky in a (laughs) very classic Cronenberg buggy way um but uh, well I'll get into why I had a hard time uh getting into it after I tell you about it but it was uh it was very 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 surreal so I actually kind of had a hard time understanding what was going on because I'm a simple person who I like movies that are made for the, the general masses, you know, the every man, the every man, heady movies. I'm like, I'm like my <laughs> uncle. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> um, but, uh, so it's about a, it takes place in the fifties and it's about a, an exterminator named William Lee, who, uh, he and his wife are addicted. He's a, um, in the business of pest control, but he and his wife are addicted to the insecticide that he uses, uh, which is disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And he starts hallucinating this bug that speaks to him through a fleshy pulsating sphincter underneath its beetle shell wings. Yuck. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> that part was really fun. I remember kind of spacing out, and then the first time that bug appears, you're like, "Oh, oh I'm here!" And I'm it tells in. it, it tells Lee that um, it is a that Lee is a secret agent. The beetle is his boss, and that uh, his wife should he should kill his wife, who is a secret agent for the quote unquote other side. Um, for a corporation or organization called the interzone incorporated. Um, but he squashes the bug and forgets about it. But anyways, uh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself because it's very confusing and I'm like yeah. reading the Wikipedia at the same time. No, you're doing great. <laughs> um, but later that night he does accidentally kill his wife and he goes on the run to a Mediterranean city called the interzone, uh, or yeah, in North Africa. Um, and there he, well, he, oh God, I'm sorry. No, don't be. <laughs> he visits before he leaves. He visits a doctor, a doctor who's played by Roy Scheider, who gives him a something that he asks for something to help, um, wean his wife off of the, uh, bug repellent drug mm-hmm. and the doctor, Roy Scheider, doctor, what is his name? Uh, Benway or something, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Benway. 
um, <laughs> gives him a black powder made from a giant aquatic Brazilian centipede. Uh-huh. And it ma- it c- makes him continue to hallucinate even more. So yeah, then he accidentally kills his wife and uh, flees to the interzone where uh, everything just gets real trippy, man. He His <laughs> typewriter uh, mutates into uh the same large insect that tells him that it's his boss uh and talks to him through the orifice um pretty much every typewriter and writing instrument morphs into an insect he sees his wife's doppelganger uh there's like (laughs) (laughs) oh god it's so hard to like the the city is just constantly kind of changing and and like is like totally amorphous itself uh it's it's very much a drug movie in yeah totally sense that you're like what's reality like is he just real high or like you know whatever yeah, totally um so it was it was fun it looked really cool and it was yucky nice and yucky you know um with all those squishy bugs oh Okay, sorry. I'm thinking about a certain scene. Yes. <laughs> so at one point, the typewriter insect is like, you need to go seduce your wife's doppelganger, this woman whose name is Joan, who's the wife of Ian Holm, who like they have an open marriage. Ian Holm sleeps with a bunch of the like, like, you know, nice young boys of the interzone. Yep. And um, Joan does whatever she does. Uh, and so William Lee goes over there and um they start writing some erotica on an arabic typewriter that her husband has and the typewriter slowly starts to morph into a fleshy thing and this big like phallus pokes out of the back of it and then they stop writing and start hooking up on the floor and then this like fleshy kind of face hugger looking thing just falls on top of them and just starts wiggling yes. and then this like dominatrixy <laughs> housemaid comes in and like whips it away until it flies off the balcony and then it's like just a crushed typewriter Rad. <laughs> it's, um you know it's an exercise in letting go for me a person yeah. who quote-unquote doesn't get it um <laughs> I think it might have to do with like being a writer. <laughs> <laughs> Something about all those typewriters just feels like. I think it's about like being a writer. Like after you kill your wife and like you learn how to like be a writer and like <laughs> he, has, he has beat poet friends back in the city who come find him and like sleeping in the sand by the Mediterranean. And they're like, we've been publishing your, your work. You've been writing a book while you're here, by the way. I was like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> um anyways naked lunch <laughs> that was naked lunch it's it is cool I it um it went a little over my my silly melon um <laughs> but uh it looked great and it was certainly slimy and disgusting. yes that's just the best that's I all wanted more for. I yeah. wanted more slime frankly at yeah. some point somebody morphs into a very thing like creature mm-hmm. like you hear moans of hopefully pleasure <laughs> and then they, you enter the room and it's actually just a person morphing into another person 
Nice. Non, non-consensually. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy likes morphing bodies, confusion of identity, who is who, yeah. and uh, people having sex in weird, scary places. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> sex is absolutely disgusting. It's so, so gonna, gross. If you're going to make body horror, you got to have a lot of sex stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he yeah. really gets it. This guy gets it. Oh, he gets it. David Cronenberg, we're really happy to have you. We're so around. happy to have you. I love him. I really love, um, this is like only kind of a non sequitur, but I really love he's um, acting right now in the new Star Trek show, which is really funny. Yes. <laughs> like Josh and I were watching this last season sometime, like um, like last year sometime, and we we're like, who is, that guy looks really familiar. And we're like, oh, that's literally David Cronenberg. And he's yeah. just like, a guest star on Star Trek because he has the time and he's hanging out and he just oh, wants to do it I guess I find him so attractive then yeah, totally. and now and yeah. I'm, I get so excited when he pops up in movies because he does like I think earlier on in his career he's a he plays like um like a bit bit parts in his movies yeah um, totally almost like extra roles which is really cool of him yeah too, but um yeah, I always obviously think about him in Nightbreed, where yep. he is not just a bit part. He is the bad guy. And the scary mask. And the, the scary, scary, the scary burlap mask. mask. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Clive Barker's Nightbreed, people. It's it's a great movie. It's a weird movie. It's a great movie. It's so fun. And David Cronenberg is an evil therapist. Um, it's perfect. It's really it's perfect good. Yeah, I'm sure he had a blast. Um and then I know I've talked to you about the movie To Die For mm-hmm. with Nicole Kidman. He pops up really, really as a bit part where, again, you're like, is that? It, it is. It oh. is. <laughs> it's the main character. Nicole Kidman's character is a very bad person mm-hmm. and has gotten away with a law and the law has not punished her. So the family hires somebody to take care of her. And it's David Cronenberg. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much <laughs> yeah it's amazing it's amazing um well we have a little more time I can't think of a good ooey gooey themed question to ask you um so I'm gonna ask you what's your other favorite David Cronenberg movie it's a great question I feel like uh I I'm pretty consistently a person who likes the most romantic movie of a director that I've seen so the fly is really up there for me because yeah, it is so it's romantic really romantic dead ringers however also romantic <laughs> in the way that I like <laughs> you know bad uh, a very bad romance a romance, very bad romance. a romance between two who should not um and so oh, that is why I was like I love this I love this so much they're obsessed like with each so other right up your alley <laughs> they are uh very badly codependent very they're uncomfortably codependent. they're so sexy and obsessed and i'm so into it <laughs> oh, <laughs> so jeremy irons has a shirt off a lot in it and i was like looking extremely good like not yeah. that i wouldn't expect him to but it's just like oh okay so, yeah it's really great what about what's your favorite david cronenberg movie do you have one Oh God. Well, it's probably the brood. Yeah, totally. Is another, I think I talked about on our scary therapy episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I, I definitely talked about it and then yeah. we talked about it together. Yeah, exactly. For those of you who don't know the brood is, let me pull up the year, but it stars, uh, a problematic hottie who I love. <laughs> He's dead now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> 
um, Oliver Reed, uh, who is a problematic hottie in his time. Well, so, hottie to some. So no, many hotties, hotties are problematic. Exactly. There's they're everywhere all the time. Um, <laughs> but he is a therapist who has a very unique method where somehow through what he does, he gets people's um, mental illnesses to uh, come literally come to the surface in physical form on their bodies. Mm-hmm. Ver- like very David Cronin. Yeah. <laughs> We're manifesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the Brood is from 1979 and um, it is so gross and so weird. Uh, it involves producing a, a brood of freaky little children that represent your anxieties and problems with motherhood um that they become their own little assassin squad <laughs> it's so fun i i really enjoyed it i hadn't seen it before and then i watched it for our scary therapy show because you recommended it and i was like this movie's incredible <laughs> yeah it's very scary therapy it's yeah great. um that and i have i have really i haven't seen it since i first watched it but i really do love What's the apartment complex one? Did we shivers? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I was literally just thinking about that. Yeah. Shivers rules. Shivers (laughs) does rule. We had like the distinct pleasure of seeing it at um, Dental Dawn at at the highway drive-in. Uh, and it's from 1975. I just pulled it up because I was like, we have to talk about shivers. We have to talk about shivers. (laughs) And it's so like the absolute David Cronenberg, like thesis. It's about a, a, an apartment complex that gets, infected by a a bunch of parasites that turn them into sex crazed like violent freaks and they all just want to have sex all the time because of these like parasites that have been did the is the psychiatrist the person who puts them in or does it just happen I can't remember I totally forget I really forget um and it's they infect each other obviously because they all want to have sex and then that's how the parasite spreads to everybody yeah yeah it's it's great stuff it's so um, fun shivers is really really fun oh and then I forgot about rabid which I know I've seen which is like almost the same plot where like <laughs> like yeah uh some a uh, hot lady has some experimental plastic surgery and then she wants to eat people it's <laughs> nice I mean the thing is is that like this guy makes a lot of the same kind of movie over and over again but I'm never tired of it I always want to see it again and there's always something a little different about it he twists it slightly in fact with newer movies I wish they would just give me what I want which is like I'm okay with it being the same kind of thing I'm really okay with that it's good I liked it the first time I'd like to have it again yeah it's like show it to me with the same ingredients different arrangement exactly It's it's totally fine um, my embarrassment is that I've never seen all of Videodrome. Oh, I just saw that for the first time, like maybe the year before last. And I did like it, but I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. So I want to rewatch it Yeah, for that reason. Although it was like visually so exciting. There's so yeah. many fun, like scenes of people sticking videotapes inside of their bodies. Ugh, just I know. Great. So good. <laughs> yeah, I really want to watch that. And then I have seen it, but I really want to. I actually wish that I rewatched Existence instead mm. of watching Naked Lunch because really? when I first saw Existence, I did not like it. Yeah, same. But so many people who I love 
love existence and I am a big Jennifer Jason Lee fan. Yeah. Um, and, and a Jude Law fan, you know, yeah. I'm going to say you've, it. You've, we've all, we've all come around and we all yeah. like Jude Law now. You know, exactly. <laughs> Just like liking, I was going to say Coldplay, but I don't really want to talk about that on the air. <laughs> oh, do you like Coldplay, dude? No, I Jenny's You're into Coldplay? It's um, okay. It's a safe space. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm really, I really want to rewatch Existence. Because yeah. it also involves a lot of putting stuff in people's bodies. Yeah, totally. I really also like strongly disliked it when I watched it the first time. Um, but you wanting to rewatch it, it's catching, just like Shivers. It makes me want to rewatch it. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we'll uh we'll give it its due. <sighs> I've also I've only ever seen um parts of scanners and I've never seen it all the way through. So oh, that's yeah. one that I really I was actually I wanted to watch that too, but the time just slipped away from me this week and I, just I know. simply didn't have it same here man this guy really made a bunch of movies that slap he really does I mean that's the thing turns out I mean we all knew this is a Cronenberg friendly uh radio show yep it sure is this has been dim the lights with Jenny and Amanda tonight we talked about uh, incredible fantastic disgusting director David Cronenberg